What is up, y'all? The other dude with John Alkin here. We got a special show today. Gonna join in by Ozzy Fox Sports analyst, co host of the Odd Couple, MLB Hall of Fame voter Rob Parker. I'm gonna see if I can get him into here just a second. Let me message him and see if we can get this started. Give me just one moment. It's gonna be a lot of fun, I promise you. We're gonna get it. We're gonna do a lot of it. Let's do it. Trying to get his opinion on a couple of things. And we'll just get started. See if I can get the phone here working. What's up? How's What's going? happening? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, how are you doing now? Man, I'm doing great. All is good. Just finished doing the herd. And, of course, later on this uh, afternoon, we'll do the odd couple, me and Chris Broussard for Fox Sports Radio. So all is well. Of course, uh, I wish I was alive during the Michael Jordan era. Like, you can speak on this. As a LeBron fan, uh, people I've people poo-poo on me on it, but I used to think to a certain extent LeBron was great or in terms of being greater than Jordan. And now watching The Last Dance, I realized, man, that was a terrible thing. It's not that LeBron's great, but that opened my eyes on what Jordan and that team went through. Tell me, like, what was your uh, experience watching that and kind of, Living through it, really. Well, I did. And I was covering the NBA back then. I was a basketball beat writer for the Daily News in New York. So I covered the Nets and the Knicks. And, you know, you used to go cover the playoffs, even if your team wasn't in the playoffs, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was around. I was there sitting courtside when Michael Jordan made that shot over Craig Elo. I covered that game. I was there. I saw it up close. I was just marveled at it. I was there for the Scottie Pippen migraine game you know with the ice pack on his head at the palace of auburn hills and memorial day every year we were always at chicago stadium for some big playoff game with michael jordan so i i was i lived a lot of that and i think you like a lot of other younger people millennials generation x or z or whatever you guys got to finally see michael jordan's career in context mm -hmm. before you were watching YouTube games, and you would say, okay, like, you look at it and say, yeah, okay, he won six championships, but it, but you didn't have a context, mm -hmm. and I think that's why you, you think the way you think now is because you see what he went through. When he went to the Bulls, they were a horrible organization, right? Mm -hmm. They couldn't do anything right. They had never won. Uh, Michael, Michael showed up. After seven years, he didn't go and say, well, I'm want to go play with Patrick Ewan in New York and win a championship. He fought it. He fought his way through it. You know what I mean? And then when you see the way he was, he wasn't handled with kid gloves or superstar calls. They used to, they used to beat him up. You saw the Pistons and the Knicks, right? I mean, Mike went through it. And the media wasn't all soft on him as well. The other players didn't just totally embrace him. Remember, he only scored eight points in his first All-Star game because they wouldn't mm -hmm. pass him the ball. So, mm -hmm. so Michael went through all that and became the ultimate winner. And, you know, when you go 6-0, it's hard for people mm -hmm. to poo-poo that. And it wasn't like he was 6-0 and and Scottie Pippen won three finals MVPs. Michael won all six. So that tells you about how great he was. I think – I'm not saying that LeBron, you can't have a conversation. But after watching that documentary – I think LeBron got crushed in, by that documentary. I can agree with you as a LeBron fan. It's My argument used to be, oh, it's just the six rings. 
but you know covering sports for a long time it's more it's the journey to be able to go from point a to point b to do all this and it blew my mind like i'm watching this at work i'm like i have a new respect for jordan that uh the director i don't remember exactly his name but it's like he the detail within they went through was really interesting obviously a guy like me look like i'm 12 been watching sports and it's interesting to see I had no idea how physical the game of basketball was. You covered it. You watched it. I know Chris – I think I saw a picture of Chris Broussard um, during one of the MJ little – after a game. It, is, it just amazes me how – what they went through. Again, it's not just about Jordan. But that episode 10, though, amazed me, though, was having that back injury, however you want to call it, and coming back again and again. Like, as much as I love LeBron – I don't think LeBron would have handled it like that. I mean, I call him LaFlop for a reason, but that's just really my opinion on that. No, uh, you, I think you just got to see Michael and how he wanted to play, even with the Bulls. Remember the, the other thing where they were going to finish? They, he could have helped himself by not playing, getting into the lottery, right, getting a pick mm -hmm. by not making the playoffs, and he fought his way back to play. And they wound up making the playoffs so that they didn't get the lottery, you know, the, the draft pick they would have gotten. He could have just sat out and said, oh, what, am I, what do I care about this year? I'll wait till next year, get a pick and get some help. That's not what he was built from. And the same thing, this guy played every, this guy played every game that he was healthy to play. There was no mm -hmm. taking time off and resting and all that. He understood his responsibility to fans. People paid their money to come see him play. It was that kind of thing. Even his last year in Washington, you know he played, I think, 80 of 82 games. I think he played almost every game. So that's the kind of guy he was. So I think you're right. There's a newfound respect about a lot of people. And that ESPN poll, which I give it credit, that it interviewed 600 people, and it was half millennials and half people over 35, you know, to try to make it fair. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael still won all 17 categories. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that says anything that should say. And, and even some of the categories where you might think LeBron would beat him, Michael still beat him, which I was surprised, like the passing mm -hmm. and a couple other things. But uh, other than that, it, it, it tells you about how powerful this documentary uh, was. As a sports fan myself trying to do, like, my own sports show, what are some of the things in your career? Because we just see you on TV. Like, I try to watch our show as much as I can. Like, they just see all you and Chris going back and forth. What are some of the things they don't think about when y'all are doing your show or just getting into the field you're in? Well, a lot of it, it's, it's a very competitive field, obviously. A lot of people mm -hmm. want to do it. So it's about a lot of hard work and sacrifice working weekends, taking jobs in small markets and places that you, you know, maybe don't want to live to start. Everybody thinks they're going to go show up in New York or L.A. and mm -hmm. get a job or work at uh, NBA TV. It just doesn't work like that. Everybody's fought their way through and worked their mm -hmm. way through. So you got to be competitive. you got to be willing to put in the work. And it's not enough just to have an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion based on? What knowledge, what information do you bring to the table? Do you, do you see? You right. could disagree with me 100%. But if I make a sound argument and I give you my reasons why, you might say, I don't agree with Rob, but I understand why he thinks what he thinks based on what he told me. And I think that's what most people don't understand. 
it ain't enough just to have an opinion. Mm. You got to be able to justify how did you get to that point and what makes you believe what you believe. I've learned that a lot, especially watching football the past couple of years. People don't know me. It's like I'm doing my sh learning how to do this. Like I'm only doing it two months. And before I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to give this internship or do this job. That's not how it works. Not what's the word? Not having the resources. Obviously, I'd, you've done a lot of jobs is that shouldn't stop. And I've watched a lot of football trying to like I've had an opinion. Just talk about the stats, but kind of break it down. Like I talked about Aaron Donald yesterday. I still think he's a future Hall of Famer, but I think to a certain extent, he's a little bit overrated. His stats are great, but his stats don't help an overall team loss, other things. That's what I'm learning how to do. I'm only 22, looking like I'm 12. I got a long ways to go. I'm not trying to pretend like tomorrow uh, whoever's the CEO or whatever, Fox Sports is going to email me. And that's what I learned early on. And well, I hope people learn that too. Yeah, that, that's all. There's nothing wrong with I was a kid too. I'm just going to give you – one story that tells you about having hopes and dreams, okay? So I was a kid growing up in New York, and I, I worked at my work. I was, I was at, on the high school newspaper. I went to Martin mm -hmm. Van Buren High School in Queens Village, New York. And the newspaper took a long time to come out. The process, right? You write the story. It'd have to be typeset. It was just a whole different. We're talking about 1980, 40 years ago. Okay, 1980. So when I would write a story about the basketball team, by the time the paper came out, it was baseball season. That's how long it would take. So I went to the principal and I said, hey, I want to start an all-sports newspaper that comes out every month on time in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. and, and the principal said to me that, no, he just flat out, no. We're not doing that. A, we don't have money to pay for it. And B, the kids are only going to throw the paper on the ground. So he, he, wasn't, uh, uh, he, he wasn't supportive. Here's a, a young kid coming to him with this journalism idea of trying to do something positive. And he's supposed to be an educator. And he shot mm -hmm. down my idea and just said that, that he didn't want to do it. So I said to him, I said, well, if I, if I raise the money to pay for the printing cost, Will you let me do it? And he said, if you pay for it, okay, you can do it. So I went home. I went to my kitchen. I pulled out my typewriter, and I wrote three letters. I wrote a letter to the New York Daily News, to the, to the editor of the paper, right, the editor and publisher, New York Daily News, New York Post, and the New York Times. The Daily News did not write me back. Hmm. The New York Times wrote me a letter back, and they said it was against their company policy to help other people start newspapers. And I was like, I'm 16. How am I competition for the New <laughs> exactly. York Times, right? But then somebody wrote me that letter back. And then the third, letter, the third letter I sent was to the New York Post. The publisher of the New York Post back then was Rupert Murdoch. Do you know who that is? I'm sorry, I, really, I don't know. Rupert Murdoch owns Fox, okay? Back then, there was no such thing as Fox TV. Rupert Murdoch was mm. just the pu newspaper publisher who had come from Australia. He was a newspaper publisher for the New York Post and the Boston Herald and I think the San Antonio Light or something, like newspapers like that. Inside the, letter, inside the envelope from Rupert Murdoch's office, guess what? 
there was a check for $50 to start my newspaper in high school. And my boss right now is Rupert Murdoch at Fox. Oh, my gosh. That's... It's a real story. And what I want to mm -hmm. tell you is don't stop dreaming. Don't stop mm -hmm. believing. Believe in yourself. Don't let people tell you you can't. Can't means unable to. Mm -hmm. Do not allow people to do that. I could have gone home after the principal told me no and, and not written those letters. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And been discouraged. Do not allow it to happen. So I, I shared that story with Rupert Murdoch, and, and he was like, really couldn't believe it. But my point is, it's possible. It is. And it's crazy because it's like, um, you would think, oh, lack of research, oh, I only got this amount of followers. And at first I was like, oh, how many views is this video going to get? And I was like, wait a minute. You need to fall in love with what you're doing. I love football. I know football. But there's a lot of things I don't know about in the world of sports and trying to just continue to do that. Cause I've had some people say, Oh, you can't do it. You should just do this or that. But I man, I love football. I mean, my first football, I think I'll probably ask you is the 2006 Rose bowl. First ever game. Mom, let me stay up on the school night from that moment forward. It was, you got to do it. It didn't look like, I mean, recording my car, you may, Oh my God, he's recording this car. It's not going to happen. And, at first, I blogged that the wait a minute. I need to have confidence in myself, like you just said. Because you think about it, that future guy at Fox told you no. But you're like, you know what? I'm going to prove him wrong. If that's the thing I'm trying to do. You being in the sports world, how were there any interactions you had with Jordan? Or is it just like during like the, like the media time after games? Would you say that again? Was Sorry. The uh... Did you ever have any like interviews with Jordan at all? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, like I, that? What I, was that I like? Interviewed Jordan. Yeah, I, I did. And I also uh, once I remember was I was in Cincinnati and I was covering the Cincinnati Reds, and it was the off season and um, Michael Jordan was playing in a preseason game in Louisville, Kentucky, which is not that far from Cincinnati, maybe an hour and a half or two, maybe an hour and a half. So I told the sports editor, maybe I'll go down. I had just come off the NBA beat. I said, Jordan's going to be in town. I'll drive down and do a, do a piece with Jordan. And I wound up getting him one-on-one, -on -one, just me and him, in an empty locker room that was outside of where the rest of the team was, was, was dressing. So it was just me and Michael, and we talked. And he had, um, he had just done Saturday Night Live. So... I had told him about how funny he was and how much I enjoyed it. And I just remember it. There was no pictures taken. There was nothing. It was just me as a reporter interviewing him and me writing a story. And that, and that was it. So that was one of those times I think very few people ever got a chance to media-wise to be with him one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. That, that must, that's crazy. I mean, you know, Jordan's very private. And um, obviously, I know I'm here to respect your time. Obviously, just a small bit of football. As it would, who do? How do you see it going on in this, going on okay. this season or let stuff me, like that? Let me give you like this is. I'll give you some football. We'll close on this. Mm -hmm. Two things: a, uh, the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl. It's very, it's very.
very hard to repeat. Everybody, of course, thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl the next eight years. I, I know it looks like that on paper. It's very difficult to do. And the other thing is Tom Brady and the Bucks aren't going to make the playoffs. No way, no how. It's going to be a baker's dozen. That's 13 years of not making mm -hmm. the playoffs for Tampa Bay. I still think New Orleans and Atlanta will be ahead of them, even with the extra team in the playoffs if we get to that point. I still don't believe it. Tom Brady's washed. Tom Brady's old. Gronk is old. And I'm talking about football years. Mm -hmm. I would never want a guy who you have to talk into playing football. He quit. He became a, an actor. That's what I call wrestling. He became an actor. And now he wants to get back into football. Most of the time when guys do that, they wind up getting hurt when they come back. So we'll see. I know people love what they got on paper, but it ain't about paper. Remember last year mm -hmm. with the Browns. Everybody thought the Browns were going to the Super Bowl. Remember when they got OBJ? The mm -hmm. networks put them on all the games. I know you picked them to go to the playoffs. Would you have them going to the Super Bowl probably? I had them at least a wild card spot versus the Ravens. But okay. I overhyped them for sure. Everybody overhyped them because it's not about paper. It's about mm -hmm. playing it. And nobody is going to take the Bucks lightly when they play them next year with Tom Brady being on that team. So just remember that. Mm -hmm. They might have won seven games last year when nobody thought much of them and maybe overlooked them, never thought they were any good. It won't happen this year. So I'm going to leave you with those two things. No Chiefs Super Bowl, no playoffs <laughs> for Brady. All right, well, obviously, thank you for coming on. I'll try to uh, tune in as much as I could. Thanks for coming on. And make sure uh, you check out, that's right, The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 83, and on the iHeartRadio app, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check us out, me and Chris Broussard. I'll put that in the conversation below. Thanks for coming on, Rob, and have a good one. You too. Thanks. The other dude, John Corn, signing off tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. I'm going to have Carson Palmer here on the show, 11.30 a.m. his time. We're going to talk about what was like him playing with Shadow Tosico and all those guys. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Carson Palmer joining. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow.